Welcome back to the Second Take Podcast. We're here on episode 14. Have some great topics for y'all. And overall, it's Sunday today, and it's been a great day for NFL football. I'll tell you that coming from a Fens fan. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. we're going to get into our topics. So I'm going to pass it along to my my good friend and Bills fan, Adam Bloom. Take it away with the topics. So our topics today are our reactions to LSU's performances over the last couple of weeks after the FSU loss. Our thoughts on UL football starting 2-2 two and two this season, who we think will win the college football uh, championship this season, who, the best, who do we think the best rivalry in college football is, our top five teams in the NFL, another would you rather for the week. We'll get to the who it is once we get to that topic. Um, what NFL teams have best surprised us and most disappointed us. Uh, we will be reacting to the Chargers and Chiefs game, and then we'll be talking about the Cowboys and are there is their season over, and then we'll be getting to our final take. But we start off from the top, our reactions to LSU's performances over the last couple of weeks since the FSU loss. We'll start with Longman on this one. Yeah, so, I mean, apparently after, you know, one loss, it, it's become very um – traditional i guess you could say for the fan bases to want uh coaches fired and that's why lsu fans are the absolute worst you know coming from an lsu fan and all of us you know respectfully watch lsu football and every other um sport related to, to lsu and things like that but kind of going off of you know brian kelly being publicly criticized for his week one loss against florida state and then then you know kind of rejuvenating himself i guess you can say and, and going on and beating southern and beating mississippi state um, last night beating New Mexico State, I believe it was. New Mexico. New Mexico. I'm sorry about that. Um, no, I made that mistake plenty of times yesterday. <laughs> so. But, um, you know, to be honest, I don't I don't really know how to, to kind of grade them, I guess you can say. You know, you beat Southern 65 to 17. It was a... Nothing special a about it. Division you know, two school. You know, if you're LSU, I hope you beat Southern. You know, they don't have the athletes like, like you do. So, I mean, beating them 65 to 17 was a good win in the first win under the Brian Kelly era, but it's not something that should be celebrate i guess as much as everyone wants it to be um now the real test really came last week you know when they played mississippi state we know mike leach is uh, that air raid type of system with will will rogers as a quarterback that pack um i don't know if anyone realizes this but in 2009 uh, 2020 the year after they won the national championship lsu actually played mississippi state at home mm-hmm. with miles brennan at quarterback and they end up losing 34 to 44 oh, trust me i remember that one so it, that was a not night not a good day in the blue no. household for that mm-hmm. one <laughs> so that the not only was this the first sec game of brian kelly's era but it was a really important one mm-hmm. and at first they were really sloppy the defense stepped up in a lot of big ways but the offense just three and out three and out three and out Dungeon that's not going to work in the sec you know even if it's against a mississippi state team who's I think they're better than people. what people give them credit for, but they're not the Alabamas, the Arkansas, you know. They're average. The Ole Miss, you know. They're, they're a little bit above average for SEC. Team. Yeah, so it's, it's it, like I said, it was a great first victory for Brian Kelly, especially in the SEC, but going forward, I don't know if you really felt good about that or if you felt bad. I don't know. I, I don't even know how to explain it. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, Jaden Daniel has the, the ability because we saw that last night against New Mexico. Mm-hmm. He came out, I think he was like 6'6", six, 6'6", six, six for 6'7", six, seven, seven seven, whatever it was. They came out guns a blazer. But in the Mississippi State game, they, they just looked lackadaisical. I mean, it was three and out, three and out, punt, punt. You know, it, it was just kind of predictable. 
And going forward for LSU football, they're going to have a good defense. They really are. Mm-hmm. But offensively, it's it's going to be a challenge because you're going you're to have to get guys like Kayshawn Boutte and Malik Neighbors and Jack Bestaball. And if you don't, that's that's just a whole nother discussion right there. Mm-hmm. So then you get team, uh, players with, you know, I need the ball. I need this. I need that. There's a lot of eyes coming after that, you know. So going forward, if this is something that will prevail them down the road, then great. But I just don't know if the performances after the FSU loss are anything to celebrate. What I have to say about it is more, I mean, it was a good bounce, good three weeks to bounce back after losing to SU. I mean, yes, you played Southern. Yes, you played New Mexico. But you did play it above average SEC team just to, you know, warm up for what you have coming up as Brian Kelly. What I've seen over the last three weeks is a team that needs to get the ball moving faster. They need to get that ball rolling. They'll, you cannot, against, especially against your upcoming opponents for the, for the rest of the season, you will not be able to recover if your offense starts off as slow as it has been. Need to start up-tempo. Need to start moving. Need to start getting scores early in this, in this uh, early quarters. Defense, like you said, very much a lockdown for right now. I like how they they beat Mike Leach at his own game, basically. Just protecting the pass, protecting the pass, knowing that that's how he plays. In my opinion, Brian, I mean, it's my opinion, but a lot of people have this opinion. Brian Kelly is a better coach than Ed Ogeron. Oh, yeah. So, that being said, he knew how to strategize over someone who literally will just press a pass just go go pass 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 every play he figured okay if that's what he's gonna do then i'm just gonna protect for the pass which is what any sane coach should do and he did that well and ended up leaving with a win his first sec win now he goes to auburn his first away sec game Mm. auburn is not who auburn once was Mm. They're not a pushover by any means, especially being at home. But you have to you have to be prepared as LSU to go to Auburn. They're going to have a packed-out crowd just because it's another SEC team. Uh, we always find a way to make those games very fun, being LSU going to Auburn, whether it be we can't see the clock or whether we make a last-second field goal. Just that game always seems to be a little bit more interesting than other Auburn LSU games. But the road after that, it gets even tougher. Mm-hmm. October, I don't remember who they play in October. I know they finish October with Ole Miss. But I just remember looking at the schedule that they have, and it is not an easy road by any means for LSU for the next couple of weeks. I think um, they play, obviously they play Auburn next week to start October. Then they play Tennessee at home. Who Tennessee? That's is, a tough one. I mean, they just beat uh, Florida. Tennessee did beat Florida. I think Tennessee is what top top ten now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're seven, eight, eight. But so that's not going to be a pushover by any means. Mm-mm. You're going to have to learn how to contain the quarterback and slow down everything, and you're going to have to play against that defense. Then you go to Florida, which is always a fun, not very fun game to watch just because of how swamp-ass that game just seems to be watching it. Then you finish it off with Ole Miss, who, I mean, I don't know if Ole Miss has played much competition over the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but they're they're looking solid too. 
and especially under Lane Kiffin, who oh yeah, I hate so much. <laughs> he he went to Omaha when we were up there, and my dad was just my dad like shied away whenever he was up there being interviewed. We just he's not a not a good name to say around in this household, mm. but mm. I mean that's just that's just October, and I mean and then the last month of the season, November, you play Alabama <laughs> obviously to start, yep. then you play at Arkansas, then you play UAB, and then you play at A and M. That is not an easy stretch of games. No. Your next eight games will be fought every, every especially two. against Jimbo Gumbo. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> against Jimbo sure. Gumbo. Every every yard will be have to will have to be fought for the next eight weeks, mm-hmm. except for maybe UAB. But these, I'm hoping maybe by the end of the season, we get we squeak out five. Definitely get four. Hopefully, hopefully getting four, squeak out five. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what that's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Will it happen? It's up it's up to Jaden Daniels and whether he wants to and that offense, whether they want to get started quicker or not. Another thing about that LSU offense, you need to have a reliable one. One receiver. Have they, to. They have not found his reliable one yet. His mm-hmm. reliable one is his feet right now. Mm-hmm. And that's scrambling out of the pocket. Yeah. He needs to I mean, I know Kayshawn wasn't available for this game. He went to the birth of his first child. Mm-hmm. Understandable. But when he gets back, he's your clear number one. You need to act like it. Malik Neighbors, he's all right for the time being. But you need to spread the ball around, get Kayshawn moving faster. You need to stop taking him out of plays. Another person they need to utilize, Jack Besh. Really need to utilize Jack Besh. Yep. Because last season he... Proved it at the end of the season that, you know, he's a reliable target to throw to. But they just haven't hit, haven't gone to him at all recently. Right. And then last night they had him at punt returner, which wasn't wasn't awful. He got a punt return, but one sad call, mm, yeah. a blindside block, which. Very bad, but yeah. I wouldn't call that a blindside block, Mm-mm. but whatever. Yep. I don't make the calls here. I just cry about them. But. <laughs> But I mean, he would have had a punt return. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a he's a good cat to have. And then uh, I think, according to my brother and my dad, he had a meeting with the coaches. Said, "Hey, I need to be more involved with this offense." Oh, he did? Oh, he really did? I think so. Hmm. Good for him. He good said, for "I him. need to be. I just need to be more involved in this offense." Or he has to probably not going to see me next season in yeah. LSU uniform. Rightfully so. So, but yeah, I think I think that's the biggest thing is that. I mean, we saw it in the New Mexico game. When they started off fast, you know, they they have a lot of potential on offense whenever they, you know, are in that no-huddle, that up-tempo type of offense. So that that has to be the game plan going forward. You have to, as Mike Denbrock and Brian Kelly, you have to utilize and draw plays essentially, especially for the first drive that allows you to go no-huddle, that allows you to go up-tempo because it catches the defense off guard. You know, it doesn't. you don't allow them to substitute as much. You're catching them off, you know, off balance. That's where they're most effective at, especially with the running quarterback and Jaden Daniels. That's where you have to, you know, focus all of your attention at. Right. So what I got to say about LSU is ever since the performance at FSU, they've been on a roll, but I wouldn't say a big one. You know, and we two-year perform as we all thought they would against Southern, winning 65-17. to 
Um, fast forward to week three, LSU wins against Mississippi State 31-16. to I thought it was a great game, honestly, to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, not as in, like, clean football play, but as competitive. Long snapper recovered the ball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, from that, it seemed like they fixed or at least worked on the issues we discussed in the last episode. So, you know, snapping the defensive line issues and the check down passing. The only thing that was very concerning to me is the fumble that was lost by Jaden Daniels in that game. And the fact that he was the leading rusher with a QBR of 68.1. So... When your quarterback is a leading rusher, you're either Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, or you're not throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's one of, one of them three. Um, a major issue I've seen that has to be fixed immediately from the Mississippi State game is the horrible open field tackling. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Absolutely LSU, rancid. I don't think LSU's had any good open field tacklers in no. the last, like, four years. And honestly, that was a big issue when, when, Grant, Adams was a when good one. Grant Delpit and – Four years. Uh, yeah. What's his face? Just got Derek Stingley. That that was a big question about them. Was their open field tackling? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, I said it before. I'll say it once again. LSU's got the ball rolling. I didn't fret on that first loss, but it's it's a tough couple weeks coming up, and I'll I'll say that to say the least. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's all I really have to say about LSU. Now, fast forward to the next game. We beat New Mexico 38-0. to zero. I mean, shut out. I mean, I expected them to win, but not shut them out, you know? Yeah. Uh, that was a pleasant surprise. Jaden Daniels went 24 for 29 with 279 passing yards. They put in Garrett Noose. Nooseheimer. Noose. Uh, <laughs> he went nine for – he went 9 for 10 for 135 passing yards with a touchdown. And Noah Kane, if you could get him to break out more runs more often, Dude, he could be a legitimate threat. I'm telling you. So he went for 11 attempts and 94 yards and two touchdowns. Now, that's a big key is to LSU to get the rushing attack started, not just by the quarterback, but by the four running backs you have mm-hmm. on your roster. And once the once the running back lanes open up, then you can go over the top. You don't have to fret in the pocket and – you know, look like a chicken with your head cut off. Mm-hmm. That pass blocking, it's not great, but it's not as bad as it was in week one. Mm-hmm. You tell me about it. Well, they 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 took out Cameron Wire as the the right tackle, and they put freshman Emory. I think could be saying his name wrong. Jones, Emory Jones. Right. He's he, he he's the real deal. Him and Will Campbell are both true freshmen. You know, so they they've been holding their ground. You know, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I agree, and that's that's about it. What I have to say about LSU's performances. What you got to say about UL starting two and two? it's not what I like to see. You know, at the beginning of the season, UL was basically ranked the best football team in Louisiana in college football. Right. Technically. Um, yeah, technically. Uh, it's hard to see them take that last loss, and it's hard to see them lose the streak to Rice. Um, yeah, that, that was a tough game. I mean, I didn't watch all of it, but I watched, you know, bits and pieces of it. I mean, that's, that's just a game that I feel like that, that has to be won, especially right. the one that they lost yesterday to ULM, 21-17. Yeah, and that's a rivalry game, and I don't think people understand how much of hate that bring that brings to each other, like mm-hmm. to each side. ULM and ULL do not like each other whatsoever, and I believe that that's just a a heartbreaking loss right there. And then now you got to hear it for the rest of the year. ULM beat UL. Oh yeah. So fuck ULM, by the way. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I like to hear. Um, but I mean, 
for the most part, I, I think that we can all agree that the defense, I mean, at least we thought was going to be probably the bright spot of it. Um, you know, no offense to, to UL football and, and, and what they have going on over there, but I think the real concern, especially at the beginning of the year, was who's going to be the quarterback. Right. You know, you think about their, their quarterback, Levi Lewis, um, and the absolute heart and soul of that team for the last however many so years. You know, the most passing touchdowns was 74, second most passing yards in program history with 9,203. And then overall, he was a, he had a 35-7 and seven record as a starting quarterback for UL. So the defense is always going to be there, I feel like. But it was who's going to lead the offense. And I, I think that Chandler Fields has done a, a, a great job as the starting quarterback for, for the UL Raging Cajuns. Um, I – Besides that loss yesterday, I, f- I feel like that this is a team that can that can do some damage, especially in the Sun Belt Conference and making it back to the Sun Belt Championship. But to start off the season two and two and two, um, after beating S- Southeastern twenty four to seven, then beating Eastern Michigan forty nine twenty one, you know it, it was looking up from there. You know, especially under the Mike Desimo era, you know everyone was excited about that, and then losing a race, obviously not ideal thirty three to twenty one, and then obviously their loss their loss yesterday to ULM. So it's it's going to be interesting going forward. Um, like Dave said, it's it's not something that you want to see, but it's something that you can definitely build off of, I guess, and and uh, it can only you know go up from here. Now, what I have to say about UL football, and I told my dad this once the once NIL dropped, and you know I'm not a big fan. We all know we're not all big fans of NIL, and then plus transfer portal. Was it just going to equal the end of UL football? We watched the last two years of UL football under Billy Napier. That was the best they're ever going to be. Yeah. And they're never going to right. get back to that, ever. No. Especially with NIL now. Until NIL gets, you know, either balanced or, you know, you cut that out again, they will never be the same. Well, that, that's the thing, too. I mean, you see two guys that literally just transferred from UL – you know, making big plays and big splashes for LSU and um, Kyron Lacey and, and Gardner, you know, so that that NIL definitely has a, a lot to do with maybe some of the downfalls and the, the lack of production that we would normally see from, you know, whether it's the offensive side or the defensive side of the ball. And then you can say, like, well, we, we at least watched it while it was fun because we did. Yeah. I mean, they were at one point, the they had the biggest win streak in all of college football and D1 schools. Oh, excuse me. Oh. In all D1 okay. schools. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and then um, they lost it to Rice. Yeah. I mean. I mean, yeah. that that's in itself is tough. I mean, they showed the attendance of Rice, and it was just parents up in the stands. Like, you lost yeah. it. Now, don't they play, like, Florida State this year? Yeah. Yep, at FSU. See, if, if you would have lost it then, I wouldn't have an issue with no, it. No, if you lost to Marshall, I wouldn't Marshall, have an issue. Yeah. But you lost to Rice. Yeah. And then the next week, you lose to your rival. You're going to say rival. Yeah. So just to put more salt in the moon, that's why I'm I'm very low on this football team now. Oh wow! And it it it's hard not, you, it's hard you, to say jump, that jumping off the bandwagon or you just I never was on the bandwagon. Yeah. Just because I, I went to the, I'll tell you that I was the conductor. Just because just <laughs> I went to the school doesn't mean I like them. Yeah, yeah, understandable. But you know, I didn't think. Well, I thought that Billy Napier's departure was going to cause some problems, and I really thought that. For the most part, our our staff was intact, you know, to help us with these losses. But honestly, we've taken two losses that I really don't like. I didn't like how the team performed. They looked sluggish coming out the gate. And 
ULM, that's that's just a game you have to win if you're UL. Mm-hmm. You have to. That goes down as like the put, biggest rivalry in the Sunbelt Conference. And to put it in terms, it's like this. It's basically your STM versus Turlings. STM, like if you go to STM, you need to win that game. Mm-hmm. It's That's your Central Catholic Central versus VC, Hansen. VC or Hansen, or v, yeah. VC or mm-hmm. Hansen. It's more like Hansen at this point because that's a team you have to beat. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a team you, to continue tradition, you have to beat that team. And you lost to them. Yes, it was a way, whatever. But you have to beat ULM. I mean, and, and that is a circle on every every year. And and normally, you know, for the last few years, it's they were what eleven and 11 and one, and then they lose to Appalachian State. That's it's not great, but it's I can I can understand you you losing to Appalachian State. You know, and the, when they lost to Appalachian State at home, I was at that game, and it was on a bullshit pi. Like, yeah. bullshit P.I. to get them in the field goal range. Mm-hmm. I think I was watching that game. I mean, so. if you take out yesterday's game for Appalachian State, they're a decent football team. Yeah. They went into they went into Kyle, Kyle Field and beat A&M. No. Not I, – I, I hate to say that because, like, not every game's a gimme. You know, you know, one team can show up one day and, you know, can outperform the other. You know, I see that with Nichols right now. They're, they're 0-4 right now, you know, but – it's just who shows up that day. So Rice shows up that day, great, you know. But it's it's Rice, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the games that you just really can't lose, mm-hmm. especially what Mike Desmo and that staff has going for him right now. The streak that you have riding, yeah. into that game, absolutely. You just you just can't lose it to Rice. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what really pissed me off was losing. No, to Rice. I, I agree with that. And then the the ULM game. I mean, like y'all said, it's. In, you know, in-state game, you know, that's that's just one, especially like for, not bragging rights, but I mean. It is bragging rights, though. You know, it, it's just, like I said, whoever shows up that day is going to be the team that wins, but nine times out of ten, you know, UL has to, sh- UL is going to be that team that's going to beat them. It was just that one time, you know, they didn't show up. But we move on to, who do we think is going to win college football playoff, or the college football championship? Last week, I said OYO, or eight. O H I O, and Ohio. I doubled down, and I doubled You're doubling down. down on it. Double Ohio down. State, Ohio State, yeah. All right, just just clarifying that. No, uh, I promise I wouldn't Ohio. say the, I wouldn't say <laughs> the Miami, Ohio. Clarifying that the Ohio Bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not Miami, pulling. Ohio. No, but I'll I'll double down. I'll double down on Ohio State. <sighs> Explain. I, I mean, just I don't I don't know. I just I just feel like there's no. I mean, yes, Georgia looked good yesterday against Kent. And then Bama's played tech look kind of shaky against Texas, and Texas just lost to Texas Tech. Texas is indeed not back. Correct. Horns down. I don't think they ever will be. They'll never be. Never. Never. Oh, actually, they might be. They surround Archie with Archie with good players. He's, but he's, I, I he's doubt it. He's probably going to decommit. He, no, he's not going to decommit. He's going to play. His, he's going to redshirt his first season, then transfer portal out of there. Yep. After go, he got his deals. Mm-hmm. After probably, he got that bag. Probably go to A and M. Get that Miles Brennan deal. But, mm. but yeah, I just, I just, I don't see like every time I look at Georgia, they gave up how much to Kent yesterday? I know at one point it was like thirteen to twelve or something like that. I mean, twenty-two. I think Jacob's just pointing at me. Twenty-two to Kent State. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. So you give up twenty-two to Kent. You mean Alabama's struggling with Texas? I haven't seen Ohio State. 
really fumble like that. Yeah. Plus, I like their quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I like C.J. Stroud, but I mean. I mean, right now, C.J. has 16 touchdowns, one turnover, or one interception, 1,000-plus yards, and has a 70% uh, passing completion. So, they, they played Notre Dame. They just played Wisconsin yesterday. Who else have they played? Toledo. Toledo. Glad Jacob's around. So, the Notre Dame game really doesn't say that much. No. Toledo doesn't say that much. I don't know if Wisconsin really says that much. Wisconsin either. says a little bit. It's more of a divisional. I mean, it's yeah, a it's a in conference. That, that game. game normally is competitive. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, w- I would say one of those games you really have seen, you know, Ohio State play complete football. I guess you can say, but Notre Dame, Toledo, like I don't know. I feel like with Georgia, you know, they've played Oregon. You know, they played Sam, Samford. They didn't just play Oregon. Ken, they yeah, played. Well, yeah. well they that, that's another thing. They fucked um, Oregon. They fondled Oregon. Yeah. Kent State, you know, um, South Carolina. So, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it's, now, I, I, I can see them. Now, I know what you, I know where you're going. I know what you're saying. They beat Notre Dame 21-10. Mm-hmm. Then they played Arkansas State 40, 45-12. Mm-hmm. Then they played Toledo 77-21. <laughs> Then they played Wisconsin yesterday, fifty-two to twenty-one. So they're hand they handled they handled yeah. they handled but, Big Ten. Team. But that's that's the same thing as whenever they were playing in two thousand nineteen. You know, it was either LSU, or Ohio State, number one, number two. Ohio State was blowing you know the brakes off these different teams, but they just weren't playing competition. Now I'm not saying Georgia has either. I'm just saying like competition matters. And usually you don't play competition early no, in the season. No, but like. And I completely I, – I know what you're coming from. It's like Clemson. Clemson plays in a weak conference, but they're always going to make the college football playoff because it's Clemson. Clemson's been to the national championship and look, you know, how many so years. Honestly, I'm looking at Ohio State's schedule right now. They really don't play competition until they play Michigan State at Michigan State, but they've also lost two games. Michigan State has lost two games that they should have won. Yeah. They lost to Washington at Washington, granted. But then they, I think they just lost again last last night to um, shoot. Who they lose to last night? They lost to Minnesota last night at home. Mm-hmm. Well, Minnesota's ranked, yeah. But I I will say they're they're probably going to make the college football playoff. I just it just depends on how the seeding like how it falls. If they it play depends. like Bama first, like I don't it know. depends how the seeding falls and how they're playing towards the end of the season. For sure, I I assume they're going to be playing good football by the end of the season oh yeah absolutely but they they always are you know but then again i know what you're coming from that kirby smart and nick saban get their teams usually ready for the end of the season yeah dave so who will win the college football national championship i'm sticking with the georgia bulldogs to win the championship um obviously alabama is still in the mix as they always are they on the drake shit going back to back so i have to Say, though, Adam, week after week, Ohio State is looking more and more like a threat. So I can see where you're coming from for sure. Uh, but I'm ultimately, I'm sticking with the Georgia Bulldogs. It's just they look like they haven't lost a step since last year. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree with them going all the way and battling through the playoffs and ultimately winning the championship. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I have. You know, you, you think about Georgia's defense last year, it was f- littered with all kind of first-round talents. You know, Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis, Quay Walker, N'Kobe Dean, just to name a few. 
it seems like they lost those players to the draft and they've just gained an, another elite defense. You know, it's like it's like they don't reload or they don't rebuild, they reload. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then obviously losing a few offensive pieces, you know, the George Pickens of the world, James uh, James Cook, you know, just to name a few. The, the Georgia Bulldogs, in my opinion, are like the juggernaut of college football right now, especially with the, their defense and, and how they function defensively, but also a, an offensive an offensive um, scheme that goes well with their uh, their their superstar um, and superb defense. I mean, I've heard I've heard other people say that they're the next they're Bama right now. They're the next it's, Bama and it's starting. It's tough to say right now, but on the trajectory, I guess you can say that they are. It, it's 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 definitely possible. Um, you know, as we we just talked about romping uh, Oregon forty nine to three. You know, to, uh, to start the season. Um, a shutout win over Sanford, thirty-three to zero. A forty-eight to seven crushing conference win over South Carolina. So, like I'm saying, they're they're not playing, you know, great competition, but the level of dominance. Like mm-hmm. you talked about the Ohio State. Ohio State is going to make the college football playoff because of how dominant they are, offensively as well as defensively. Um, you know, it, but when it comes to, you know, Georgia, it, I, th- I think it really reflects just how effective Kirby Smart has been recruiting developing it's kind of like not a young nick saban but he's kind of following that trajectory of how nick saban has done with his his players over the last however many so decades um but no matter how you look at it i just i want to say this while i do think ohio state is going to make the college football playoff you can book it right now that georgia and bama first they're going to play in the sc championship game that's Mm. that's a gimme yep but the way that these two teams i don't know I don't know. LSU could make oh some type God, of God. Get out of here. Get out. Um, but the way that Dane Daniels Heisman, oh I can gosh. see podium but grabbing the, the trophy. No, I'm kidding. The way that these two teams are playing right now, not only are they going to play in the SC Championship game, but you can book it right now that they're going to be in the national championship once again. Mm-hmm. I, see I, where I, I fully believe that. I see where you're coming from. Now, now I can see where you're coming from, but. You want to talk about rivalries now? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Honestly, while we're talking about Ohio State and Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, one that's of the, the best rivalry thing. It's one of the best. See <laughs> now, now that's where I was getting at. That's exactly what I had. Tyler, I'm, Tyler. I'm sorry, bro. How many games do you see a tunnel fight at halftime? But when it comes, okay. This this is how I think. Okay, you. For the last however many so years, people have thought of the Ohio States and Michigans. They've thought of the LSU Alabamas as rivalry. That's okay? literally my two. So wherever you're going with this, I'm already wrong. <laughs> Rivalries, in my, like I said, my opinion, there has to be back and forth. Mm-hmm. Okay, you think about, you know, not the same thing, but NFL. You're talking about one. You just can't be one way done. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, and I hate to because I'm an LSU fan, but Alabama and LSU really haven't been a rivalry. Because since two thousand, besides two thousand eleven, two thousand nineteen, Alabama has Wiped dominated. The floor with them, you know. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the NFL, now I hate bringing this up, but like, you compare like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. That's a rivalry because every year it's one or the other team. Mm-hmm. The Steelers and the Browns aren't a rival because the Steelers have dominated the Browns over the past decade, the past centuries, whatever it is. So when it comes to the best college football rivalry, I think more of. Not so much the the brand name of it, but the back and forth between the two teams. Now, y'all, 
like I said, y'all both have what you both have Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, That's the best. I, see, the Louisiana more in me wanted to pick LSU and Alabama, but like you just pointed out, it hasn't been much of a competition besides them past two years. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah, I realistically, I have Michigan and Ohio State. It's just the fight, like a fight in the tunnel, fights on the field, multiple fights on the field, tearing up their emblems. Like it just the the these two teams absolutely hate each other. And I do. Yeah, I just believe that. That that's what rivalry is. Well, the thing too is I mean that's, I kind of agree with Dave on this one is yeah. that I know your definition of a rivalry is back and forth. My definition is teams that when you hate put, each other when yeah teams mm-hmm. that absolutely do not like each other. No, and no matter what part of the season they're at, no matter what part of the year they're at, if I don't I don't think those two states like each other. That, that rivalry bleeds over into the into the population of each other's states. No, I mean and and there's not there's no one right or wrong answer like however you view right rivalry and how you do is completely it could be completely different how i view it you know um i think those are great rivals um the only thing i would say about that though is just michigan ohio state you know the whole john harbaugh hasn't beaten ohio state now i know he won last year and you know in ann arbor and things like that but before that i think he was like oh and seven mm-hmm. oh and something so was, i mean there was a couple of bs calls in a couple of yeah, games but yeah for sure you know at the end of the day they ended up losing so yeah um just hearing y'all, I feel like there's going to be a lot of hate and a lot of drawback from this. But my opinion, the best rivalry right now in college football is Army and Navy. No, there's no argument there. I don't. I don't think there's an argument there. So because there's a game day for it every so, year, and, and and that's that's kind of where I was going off of that. It's one of those rivalries where the record truly does not matter. You know, doesn't matter who wins. It's always going to be a hard fought game. You could have a you can have a six and two Army or an eight and two Army team and a one in seven navy team and that game is going to be fully attended yeah that team both teams are going to give their heart out they play at their own stadium i completely i agree with you a little bit yeah i just i i've never seen a rivalry where whenever say like michigan goes to ohio state every street corner every street sign x is out an m yeah but whenever ohio state goes to michigan every o on mm-hmm. campus <laughs> or around Ann Auburn is X'd out. Yeah. I've never seen that. No, and, and like I said, that's that's a that's a great point because great rivalries stem from that, like just the absolute hatred and, you know, just the bitterness and everything that comes along with the history of the two teams. Like but like I said, from from my point of view, definitely, you know, like you just said, Army and Navy, there's always one day out of the year where they play. I think it's at the end of the season if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think and there's all like, I think if they have 13 weeks mm-hmm. or if they have 12 weeks they play on week 13 i think it's right before there's bowl not no right before it's like the conference championship week yeah they play that army navy game yeah so like that and it's always like you know at the end of the year it's going to be that game you know like you just said they're going to have that's always on cbs if i'm not mistaken you know that there's always going to be army and navy each year no matter what and there's it's always back and forth um you know navy actually leads the series 60 to 52 to 7 and Army, but Army actually has won the last three meetings by combined 12 points. So while there is... Navy runs the goddamn triple option. Yeah, I yeah. can't stand it now, all the time. I will say, like, like this this rivalry doesn't have the 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 name, you know, the, the marketing, you know, everything that a lot of people look for. But it's just one of those rivalries where you turn on the TV and you are going to enjoy that football game for three to four hours you know and although they hate each other they still at the end of the day know they fight for the same for the same 
for the same team. Absolutely. And I think it's it's remarkable, you know, because the effort that both of those teams portray and, and put out there, it's easy to see, you know, especially when it comes to rivalry, that it's just more than football. Um, and and that's, that's one of the things that I look at and that, you know, um, that, that's truly inspirational to me. But Ohio State, you know, um, Michigan, LSU, Alabama, you know, those are great rivalries because everyone's hyped for them every single year. You know, oh, they're going to win. They're going to win. You know, so. It's always going to be on the schedule. Same time. Yeah. Different plays. Absolutely. Year. Absolutely. It's just, it's it's something to look forward to. Especially, like, LSU and Alabama have made that rivalry more and more every year. You always know, first November. First November, first yep. week of November, you got LSU, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And they're always talking about it throughout the entire week. Mm-hmm. All the time. You know, right. LSU gets a bye before and a bye after. Yep. Because so. they know that physicality of it, you know. So, you know, it's 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 just one of those things. Like, however you view it, however you view it, you know, that's that you know that's that's your own opinion. But like right. I said, for me, it's it's that back and forth kind of, and I just don't feel like those two rivalries have had much back and forth um, over the last however many so years. I know what you mean. Yeah. All right. Well, we move from college football to NFL football. Our power ranking, quote-unquote, our top five. I'm already looking because I already know. I already know what's going to happen. Whatever. I already know. I already know. So, for the people at home, love you all to death. Um, there was a little bit of a tension between two of us, two of our co I can say me. Can say me yeah. Between Longman and Dave about current events, especially when it comes to the name of football. I would like to pretense that this segment was made before today's games. Now, I will have to say that my list hasn't changed even after the events of today. I agree. Mine hasn't either. What's happened so far today, mine hasn't. Okay. So, with that bad. being said, man, I really don't know where I want to start. I don't want to start with myself, but I think I might just because. Go, no, go ahead. I'm going last. Should. Okay. I'll go first. Sorry, right, I already know who's top five or who's number one. My top five teams in the NFL right now. You know what? I'm always the most controversial, so. I think I toned it down today. No, no, I, I, I can I can almost guarantee you we're gonna agree for the most part. Okay. The only controversy I know is gonna come from him. That's that's all I know. Why I gotta be controversial? Because you have some controversial takes. Very. Number five, actually number five and number four are playing right now in the the game of the week. Five, I got Green Bay. Four, I got Tampa Bay. I think both teams, even though they had, I know Green Bay had more of a slow start than Tampa, but. I mean, you would question me compared to how Tom played against the Saints in week two, but, I mean, they still won. He always – wait, say that again? No, I mean, they, he, he has a record of losing against the Saints at home or away in New Orleans. But people are going to question you how he played, but he still won, right? No, 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 no. People aren't going to question me of how he played. He played fine at the end, but – he always plays horrible against the Saints, and the Saints always play horrible against him. So. And he gets pissed off, and it's pretty funny to watch him throwing Microsoft tablets. Yeah, he's probably broken like five playing just the Saints. <laughs> he pro- all of his broken Microsoft tablets are playing the Saints. Right. And that's kind of funny to watch. Number three, if Corey's still listening, Corey's going to be happy because the Eagles at number three. Man, yeah. th- that, yeah. defense, that defense is getting scarier yeah. and scarier by the week. They play in a weak division, as we've already been over. Right. So I can imagine that those six games are easily going to be won by them. Plus, Jalen Hurts is looking a little bit different. I'm not going to say anything yet. Yeah. Because it's still early. We're three weeks in. But if he keeps on this pace, it's looking like he could he could have a little title at the end of the, 
at mm. the end of the year. Mm. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's still early. Yeah. But it's looking like he's doing it. And AJ Brown's really, really helping him. Really, oh, yeah. really helping him. Oh, yeah. It helps when you have that true number one. Number two, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm hmm. Because number one, it's just an inch or two I feel, better. I feel like that should be like our unanimous number one, but uh, never mind. Never mind. Go. The Buffalo Bills are number one. Yeah. Regardless on what happened, Buffalo Bills are number one. They are. Now, losing a cornerback, starting cornerback, that's tough. But you do have Trey White. Come, oh, you're you talking get, about Trey White? You're getting Trey White coming oh, back yeah. soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you lose one, you gain one. You lose one star, you get a superstar coming back. Mm-hmm. Now, he hasn't played in a year. So he might be a little rough first couple of games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But losing a star, getting an all-star back, I'll take it. Yeah. It's not what I want to see, but I'll take it. We have the not the exact same, but four through one is identical. Um the only the only one I have is the Chargers at number five. Um, I just I, I would have put them at five, mm-hmm. but Justin it's not that he's underperforming, it's that he got hurt. And now he's trying to play. Yeah. I yeah. don't want him to go under the same route as Baker Mayfield and trying to play through an injury. Yeah, and, and the update on that game right now is is 23-10 right now in Jacksonville. So. Yeah. Um, so in, in a conference or, you know, with the the Chiefs, you know, the Broncos, the Raiders, it's not easy. It, mm-hmm. You know, it isn't. Um, but I think a team that's led by Justin Herbert is a team that I'm – Definitely not going to bet on. You know, you think about the defense and the pieces that they have, Cleo Mack, um, Derwin James, J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., you know, Kyle Van Noy. It's, 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 it's just a defense that is dangerous and that down the line. Wait, did you it's, say it's, Bosa yet? I forgot. Yeah. Wow. I'm completely completely blank. Yeah, Bosa. Cleo Mack. I mean, that's, that's a defense that definitely has the pieces around. And I think that down the line, they're definitely going to be one to be reckoned with. I just, um, like I said. I would have put him at five. I just don't like it when quarterbacks try to force themselves back into yeah, the game. And if you're if you're hurt, be hurt. Especially whenever you're a cornerstone of that offense. Yeah. So you, they need you long term. Yeah. You can't you can't pull what Baker Mayfield did and try to no. play through it. And I, I was actually I was going back and forth between the Chargers and the Packers. I almost put them there because they look they look good against the the Chicago Bears last week, but. But Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. So. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you couldn't really judge it off of that. Um, I think the Chargers, Packers, interchangeable right now at five. But, you know, just for me, the, the Chargers. Um, number four, the Buccaneers, too. Um, you know, the offense hasn't been great, but the defense is dominant. So that's 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 a, a huge thing going down the line. Um, the Eagles at number three, Corey, you know, I, I have to admit, <laughs> just Jalen Hurts is – He's, he's, he's looking really good right now, especially with A.J. Brown as a true number one wide receiver, you know, in the NFC with the Buccaneers, the Rams, Packers. They they, they could be very dangerous. Um, and number two, obviously the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey always going to be contenders. Um, you know, the loss of Tyron Matthew and the, the veteran leadership that he portrayed last year, is, is, it's, it's a huge loss, but um, I think they filled that void with um, signing Justin Reed in the offseason. I think they'll be just fine. And then number one, I <laughs> – the, it has to be the Buffalo Bills. It has to be. Um, Josh Allen's that guy, you know. Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, that defense getting Trey White back. I don't know. I don't know how you could bet against them. No, neither. Dave. All right. Start stirring up the pot. I'm gonna go one to five. Dude, the course, it'd so, be different. 
Number one, I still have the Buffalo Bills at one, just because. Face it, I got I gotta face it. The Buffalo Bills are missing some key cornerstones today, and the past couple weeks, you know, huh. Trey White being out, yeah, uh, the power of the sun, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Poyer, mm-hmm. and to be fair, the the strongest part of the Buffalo Bills is the defense. Mm-hmm. So that's I wouldn't say that's how they win games. That's how they get in control of games. Okay. Um, that's saying something when you have Josh Allen as your quarterback and then Stephon Diggs as your one receiver. Like, well, I mean, do you disagree? Mm-hmm. No, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's crazy how the defense is there is so is that good that it outshines the offensive play. I mean, I I believe it does, just for the fact that like the last. The last two wins they had, they've stopped their opponents for under well fourteen, mm-hmm. yeah, something seventeen like that. total points, yeah, over the last two weeks. So that 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 can go without saying. Um, number two, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. It's starting off good. Okay, it's okay. the Chiefs. Okay, you know they took a hard okay. loss today against the Colts. I don't really fucking know what happened. Just Eric Bahimi and Patrick Mahomes got into an argument on name? the field. He Eric Ben Benheimi Benheimi oh, something like that. Ben Enemy. Oh, Eric B. Enemy. See, anemone me. Basically. Three, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Barring the lack of wide receivers. You know, we just watched a nasty fumble just now by Russell Gage Jr. Um, I also wasn't even watching. They picked up Cole Beasley, but it's not a replacement for the stars you have no. out. No. So, it, it, it all depends on how these receivers are going to catch Tom Brady's passes and how frustrated he's going to be getting with them. Watch out for another one. tablet. Yeah, <laughs> Microsoft tablets and Tom Brady's number one enemy. <laughs> um, number four, I had the Los Angeles Rams barring Stafford's interceptions. So I want to say I want to say the Rams are number four in my power rankings. But one thing to look at is Matthew Stafford was tied for the most. No, he had the most interceptions last year, and he's on track to have a a lot this year. So if if he could fix that, they could stay up there in my if, power rankings. But if, Right now, I mean, you're taking. Hold up, you're taking him over the Eagles right now. Yeah. They right got, now, they got blown out at home against the Bills, and then they played a bad Atlanta Falcons team. Yeah, but I mean, it's the Bills. It's the okay, Bills. That's it, who it, I projected the, to be winning it, the Super Bowl. It's the Falcons. So, I mean, okay, barring right. Stafford's interceptions. But, but, but uh, that. Okay. All right. Go. You already know who number five is too. So. I know. It's all, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing for it. I know. I know. <laughs> number five is South Beach's own 305 Miami Dolphins. Jeez. You know, one of the few teams that are still undefeated to thought, this day in the told- NFL. And you know, they beat my number one today. It was it's funny very, how he says that record matters, but he has a one on one team ahead of him. And on top of that, you know. I, I, I've had a lot of talk about the Legion of Zoom. They didn't really necessarily get targeted or perform today, but we scored in other ways. So I have to say, you know, as a team, a team effort, the Miami Dolphins come in at five on my power rankings as of right now. Where where, where are the Eagles at on your power rankings? Six. I I cannot believe that you're where taking the, the Rams and the, the Dolphins Bay over Packers. the Eagles right now. Right. Where are the Green Bay Packers where, on your power where, where, are the, where are the Packers Seven. at? Where the charges at? Eleven. Oh my! <laughs> Tell them where the charges. The charges at eleven. Eleven. Oh my! Who do you have before them? I don't know. I only did five. But I'm just saying that eleven. Oh my god, eleven! Yeah. Oh my! I cannot believe that you're like seriously with a straight face right now taking the Dolphins. 
and who the Rams yeah. over the Eagles number one, the Chargers and who who, who am I forgetting right now? The uh, the Packers right. really yeah. Packers have no wide receivers. Well, I mean, Matthew the Tampa Stafford Bay, does not look stone. does not look the same as he did last year. He do, he does not. His zip on the ball does not look the same because of his elbow procedure. Only one he has now is Cooper Cup, even though he has other receivers, but he apparently he only looks that way. <laughs> um, and I mean, the other receivers are just decoys. And, yeah. And the defense is not the same either. You have Aaron Donald, you have Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, great. But when you don't have Von Miller on the outside creating double teams and and, and looks for Aaron Donald to get one on one and get that pressure, that's that's an issue. And they got absolutely torched in the running game against the Buffalo Bills, who I would add is not the great, and you, you might be able to speak to this, is not the best when it comes to the run game. Right, and they're also predicted to win the Super Bowl. So Okay, but they, they dominated a Rams defense that against the run have been pretty good. And for a team like the Buffalo Bills who have not been good for, when, when it comes to running the ball, they ran it all over Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, and Jalen Ramsey. So for you to have them in the top, and then they played the Falcons, the right. Falcons. They almost blew a twenty-eight to three lead. Right. They almost beat the Saints, which really doesn't say that much right now. But the Falcons, yeah. really. So they, my one on. through five is the Buffalo Bills, the KC Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, LA Rams, Miami Dolphins. And the six I Dolphins in, is ridiculous. At six five. coming in at the. You the mean Philadelphia to tell me Eagles. that the, the Dolphins are a top five team right now in the NFL? Yes. You mean you mean hold on. Yes. You mean to tell me that the Miami Dolphins, yes. if I'm not mistaken, are the third best team in the AFC right now? Yes. <laughs> you're in, you're insane. Yes. Who's above them? You're insane. I can tell you the two who's you're above insane, them. Insane, bro. God damn. I can tell you the two nope. who's above them. Yeah, you got the Bills, you got the Chiefs. You got That's it. The Char- <laughs> That's you got, it. You got the Chargers, you got the Ravens. You Chargers, got the have a, but Chargers have. Chargers have. First off, their wide receiver one is out. Just, despite their, their the quarterback is playing through an injury, and they're losing right now to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You, you mean to tell me that the the defending AFC champions and the, the Cincinnati Bengals? You believe that the Dolphins are better than them? Yes. You're insane. For the sole You're fact, insane. the Dolphins are better than the Bengals they for the sole fact of the protection. The, they the protection. Joe Burrow. Oh, Joe Burrow. They Tyler Boyd. The protection they of Jamar Joe. Chase. So what did Joe they Burrow bring to Joe this Mixon. offense so far? Being sacked 24 times on the year, what did he bring to the offense Anybody so far? Starts, everybody Three finished. losses, right? And they, I'm telling you right Three now, losses. the Bengals are going to finish at a they're going to finish probably back in the AFC Championship again. Okay, I, I sure say, hope they do. I they got to turn it up soon. The Dolphins are probably. The, I think the Dolphins will make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going far in the playoffs. They're the, probably the most. I don't think they're going far they're, in the playoffs they're the most either. Fraudulent team right now. I never said they were going far they're, in the playoffs. They are the most fraudulent three and team right but now. But at the Even same you time, don't bro, admit it. there is a team effort on each one of these wins. We've won a different way on each one of these we, of these hold three up, wins. Hold up. How, how, how many rushing yards did um Chase Chase Evans have today? Was it like twenty something? Yeah. Okay. What? What did? What did? How many receiving yards did Tyreek Hill have? Thirty-three. Okay. I mean, and two, two what's our record? Like, what, are, um, what was the outcome of the game uh, today? You can't be so, asking me questions like that. I literally just no, took me, this out. I know you, I mean, you told I me. Just I just so, this out. Okay, so what was the what was the outcome of the game today? Our team didn't play great, but we scored in but different point. ways. Oh my! Hey, the outcome you, of the game. You, the outcome of the game is what gets you to that point. 10, you're not going to score effectively when your top receiver only has 33 reception yards and your number one running back well, has guess 22. What? This one and, time and out of 10, we did. Your quarterback, by the way, was 13 of 18, 185 passing also yards. Also came out that's, with a concussion. That, that's not going to get it done. And I'm telling you right now, you, you, you're you on a high right now. And I understand also that, especially as a Dolphins, that they haven't been relevant since 2016. But 
that's not going to work in the long term. I'm telling you right now. Okay, well, that's let's get it to the work. long term. We're in week three of the top five NFL teams. Week You're three. Not we can't a top talk five about team right now. We can't I'm talk about that. the future. You're not a top five We're one five of the three team. teams in the NFL beat, that's undefeated. You went into the third, the fourth quarter last week against a bad Baltimore secondary, who you should have been torching at that point, but you were down 35 to 14, which means that for the first three quarters you were absolute trash, and then in the fourth quarter you still have you got to start throwing the damn ball. You started underthrowing wide receivers, but but because you have Tyreek Hill and Jane Wild, they had to make the plays. But for you got to understand, you got to understand that we didn't bring to it in there to be a long bomb threat. Yes, you you been you been telling us the whole offseason that's what he's going to do. I said he could throw. Because, I didn't say we the, brought him in to be a long bomb threat. The, the new he's not Patrick Mahomes. Right the system that he's in is favoring him. That's why we're three and zero through three weeks. Oh, you, because I, we're scoring in other ways that benefit to him through a system that believes in him, all around system that believes in him from the owner to the head coach to the assistant coaches, the offensive coach, a whole team that believes in him and contributed to his abilities in the right way and not forcing him to run a certain system is what got us this far through three weeks and a hard fought win against the Buffalo Bills. You can say what you want about the defense. You can say what you want about Baltimore's defense. You can say facts. what you want I'm about the, the Patriots' defense. The first, 31st but ranked defense in the NFL. three weeks, you know we have one in each of the W column. And the Buffalo Bills. In the, so at what? the end yeah, of the day, at the end yeah. of the day, mm-hmm. what counts is if you got one in the W mm-hmm. column. Yeah. Now, that gets you mm-hmm. to the playoffs, that gets sure. you to the Super Bowl, sure. but it takes more than that to get but, to there because yeah. you have better competition when you're in that stand. So, yeah, We're absolutely. through three weeks in the NFL. Sure. We're yeah, not talking about yeah. all the way through week 17. We're talking about the f- top five NFL They're teams not right a top now. top five team right, right now, now. They, they beat the, the right Patriots 20-7, which doesn't say much because they beat the Steelers and they beat the Ravens, who have a bad secondary. They went to Baltimore. They played a very mm-hmm. bad secondary who has Marlon Humphrey mm-hmm. and an average Marcus and Williams as Marcus Peters? Bet. No, they don't. They don't have Marcus Peters anymore. Oh, well, still. What, what, what do you mean? They went there. They were losing 35 to 14. They still had They had to th- start throwing the damn ball, and that's the only reason that they won. So you, you said we were you, running the ball the whole time? I didn't. Who who said that? <laughs> That's what you're implying. You're, we had to start throwing the ball. We were throwing the ball the whole game. It wasn't your working. Quarter, your quarterback wasn't playing good for the first three quarters, and you but were losing 35 game, to 14. At the end of the, the game, throwing, this man ties ties the NFL Jay record in fourth quarter for four you plus touchdown passes. The man ended the game with 470 passing yards and six touchdowns. Regardless of what you think about that defense, that's an NFL team out there. He's playing. It's not like he's playing pee wee football. The man went out there and did that on a defense. On an NFL defense, the thirty-first ranked defense. Those yeah. people, mm-hmm. those people yeah. play at the highest level. Uh-huh. Yeah. The highest level of yeah, professional against, football. Against, yeah, against the bad Regardless yeah. of what yeah. you say right uh-huh. now yeah. and how mad you with, are, with the Dolphins are Jalen Waddle as your best receivers playing against a very bad secondary who has Marlon Humphrey and then a bunch of nobodies. So I adjust. Hope you win. The, you adjust. You're you, the professionals did adjust in, the in the first three quarters. Yo, but we adjust about a fourth to get the W. You so what is your you problem? You kept under throwing balls, and the only reason that you won is because of how bad their secondary is. That's what I'm trying to tell. So if that's how bad I'm, I'm just ready. I'm just ready for all these excuses on every not, single I'm dub you facts. that the Dolphins take. Facts right every now. single dub that the Dolphins make. I'm telling you I can't facts, wait, bro. There's, there's a blown coverage. There's a, the, the Ravens defense sucks. What you, the Patriots, what are you whatever. About? The fucking Bills did this. Can, the Dolphins just accept, just accept that they have three and O, and it's for a reason. They didn't have somebody else coming to the game and win because they're playing. 
a bad secondary in the Baltimore Ravens. They play in Bill Belichick and, and Mac Jones and whoever they have on their secondary. Who you predicted to be better than the Dolphins at the beginning of the season, they, right? Yeah, and they still will be, but... <laughs> they beat them. So what the fuck? The first seven. week. You act like the Legion of Zoom actually absolutely torched the, the, the Patriots defense week one. You beat them 20-7. I never said Your the Legion of Zoom torched them. Yep. I said that's an attribute we have on our team. I never said they torched them. They torched the, ba- the Baltimore Ravens. Because they yes. have a bad secondary. I hope you torched them. Okay, so they torched you, them. They won. Okay, but you... They oh won, right? God. They won. We're three and zero. But all I, three and all I hear, there's two other teams in the NFL that are three and zero right now. All I hear, and it's is the Legion Eagles? of Zoom this, Legion of Zoom that. You're you almost predict every game. Not predict. I'm just saying that it sounds like you want them to go for 100 plus yards every game. You think that that why? And one of them does. Is, Every single game. Oh, my God. And one of them does. Oh every single God. fucking game. We have the fastest group of receivers. No, Not saying we got to use them every time because clearly today, like, they barely affected the game is what you're saying. They barely affected the and game. your running backs didn't, didn't really affect the game either. Okay, so what affected and, the game? And, we and, didn't just and, score and, fucking and, 21 and, points no, out no, of no, our no. ass. Listen, and, and your quarterback listen, went 13 of 1,885 yards. I don't know where the Bills went wrong today. They had one deep ball that, that I'm telling you, it changed the complexion of the game. That Jalen Waddle deep ball, the only deep ball that I, I told you when we saw that, I said, that's a really good pass. That's the only pass I've seen out of Tua that I've that's actually the, been impressed that's with. That's the only pass he had to throw down the field because we beat him in other that, ways. That changed the complexion of the game right there. You don't have Jordan Poirier or Micah Hyde in the secondary. I'm telling you right now, you have those two back there. That touch, or that, that pass is so not, if, I repeat, not being completed. If you the, if the Bills' game. defense is that good, the defensive coach is that good, make adjustments. You know these. How can you are make adjustments game? when your two star safeties are out for it? that game and most of the most of the season? Run One a different coverage. You know you're playing. You know you're playing the, the fastest group of receivers in the NFL. What do you mean? So give them underneath. If you're playing the fastest group of wide receivers in the NFL, give them and, underneath. And cornerbacks that, by the way, today have made three starts together. Three NFL starts together. That's that's who you play today. I hope you would have beat them, especially with the right. weapons that you have on offense. Exactly. So what's the problem? We beat them. The fact that you that does we're not three and zero. We're a power that, team right now. That, no, as through three weeks, <laughs> as through three weeks, we're a power, power team. team. Yes. Get just out look of here. it up. Look up the NFL because, power rankings be, on anything, be, and you'll see the Dolphins are easily in top ten. Every single one I've seen. Yeah, they're probably like eight, maybe, but not top five. Hell no, they're not a top five team. Well, that's what even you if you say, don't want to admit I don't that. Really you, know. you know today's win proved it. It, what did it show you today? What, it proves what, that we can compete win? to the Bills under the right circumstances. No, it, what? <laughs> that's what it proves. Under the right, yes. under the right. That's what it proves. Yeah, you know Home what? Field, you know what? You coach you know them right. What? You know, you know who's out. You're going to take you know advantage what? of it. You know it's what? classic football. That's how you play football. Hey, you're you at, take advantage of the weakest point of the defense. You, hey, you're, you know and what? you're just faulting them for it. No, no, because they no, took no. advantage hey, and coached correctly. That shit doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Under the right circumstances, you're absolutely right. You played home, great. You played against a defense without their two starting safeties and one of their star defensive lines. You know, under the right circumstances, you so beat them. But I just, I, I want you, I want healthy, you, no, I they want, are not beating no, them. I want you to get your excuse ready for I'm, Thursday it's night. It's not an excuse, Dave. I'm giving you facts. Joe Burrow ain't I'm got no offensive line. Right now. Blah, blah, blah. I'm giving we can't you take facts. a care. That's all the it's going to be. The fact that you can is If we beat the Bengals, if we beat the Bengals, you'll have an excuse ready. So just think about it right now. No, I won't. Just think about it right now. So if the Dolphins beat the Bills, I won't hear shit. Dave, I'm giving you facts. That's all I'm giving you. What is If the Dolphins beat the Bills, I won't hear shit. That's what you're saying. What do you mean? He's talking about the Bengals. When we play the Bengals on Thursday night. Sure. That's what what, you're playing. Home or you playing away? 
away. Okay, if you go away and you beat him, great. I, I, what do you want? What do you want from me? Well, say congratulations. Tua is the next Tom Brady. Like, what you, what you want me to say? I never said Tua was the next Tom Brady. I said our team is crafted around his abilities and is not being forced to be a long ball or push the ball down the field of, when you don't have to. A bunch of routes and, and uh, wide receiver screens. Congrat- thank you. Congratulations to hit coach, a bunch of open receivers. God, how, I hope you do that because they gave I you sure Tyreek Hill so. and Jalen Waddle. You give them straight open, to me. then you got to adjust not as an NFL defense. As an NFL and defense, what? you got to adjust to come up on these slants or screen passes, whatever we run in. Adjust to it. My, but the simple fact is the last three teams we played hasn't adjust to it because they can't. That's what I'm getting at they at the can't. Legion okay. of Zoom is because okay. yep. you're so focused. Uh-huh. Yep. That's what happened with the it. Bills today. They so focused on Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, we attacked them in other ways. And that's what, what good what coaching does ways? to a football team. What other ways? Look at the score, bro. Look at the score. <laughs> if we they, won, we attacked them ways? in different ways. Your run game wasn't nothing. Your wide receiver group wasn't nothing. So you how, had one deep ball so how, that you completed that How did we score three times? How did we score three times that the team didn't play well? How did we Penalties, score three times? Deep, deep ball completions. Well, one of them that was, you know, like I said, one that was actually pretty good. But that deep ball was, I think, were you about, what, 17, 14 at that point? You you go in, you score, you take the lead. Changes the whole complexion of the game. You had the star safeties in there. You're not, you're not scoring that. I'm telling you right now. That, but you're that talking team, about a whole lot of ifs you're talking about a whole lot of ifs you don't know what would have happened you have no you have absolutely no idea probably the most fraudulent 3-0 and team i've ever seen and you you want to talk about frauds but at this time they're in the power rankings so i don't get why you're mad and and you want to talk about pittsburgh a few years ago going 11 and 0 i never wanted to front about yes yeah okay oh yeah because record matters because they're three and oh they have to be a top five team just as of right now yes Jesus. As of right now, yes, we're through three of weeks of the NFL season. Oh, uh, so if you so, have no other, like no other backup so, to say, so, like, so if it, it shows, so, bro, so if, it if, shows. So if the Seahawks were three and zero right now, they'd be a top five team. Yes, in the power rankings. Yes, you're, <laughs> yes. If they were three and zero, they'd be in the power Damn. rankings. You know what? You're you're so delusional. Dude. That's how God, it works. Damn. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. While the season it's is based going upon on, performance. Babe. While the season is going on, is based upon on. numbers no. of wins and losses. I'm done with this. That's how it goes. You don't see a team taking a win and going down yeah, in the power rankings. That just don't make no fucking sense. Oh, yes, you do. If the Seahawks were three and zero, they would not. I repeat, not be a top five team or even a top ten team. You and do. you know that. And you do see teams that win and go down in the power but ranking. not like that yes hold up the, uh, i can't say so you think the think, dolphins taking a dub against the three teams they took on is just dropping them out the power rankings that don't dave, make no fucking I, sense dave they're a, okay they're a top 10 team i've told you that I, they're not a top five team right now absolutely not whether they're three and oh two and one whatever it is they are not a top five team just because of their record absolutely not if you say so okay because that's fucking crazy. No, it's crazy that you actually think they're a top five No, team. it's crazy that you actually think that we not coaching not. our team to beat other teams. Like, if you look at it, you're looking at it from a whole different perspective. The teams we've beat, we've coached to beat at their weakest points. And that's what Mike McDaniel brings to the team. And he brings that confidence into it that Brian Flores didn't have, our offensive He's, coordinator that we used right to have didn't have, and our owner is confident in him, but he's out of the fucking building until October 16th because of some bullshit-ass tampering fines. Now, the tampering fines have nothing to do with it because none of what that was entangled to be happened. But you got to realize, this is a different Miami Dolphins team, and if you can't see that right now, I hope you can see it later on in the season. Dave, and that's all I got to say about Dave, that. Dave, you... you- 
there are Dolphins fans out there that still don't believe in Tua, and the fact that you even but remotely for a second believe that he can lead you down the line is absolutely ridiculous. Get out of here. And the fact that you think Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett can lead your team is fucking ridiculous. No, <laughs> Kenny Pickett, sure. I know Mitchell Trubisky can. At least I'm real about my team. Well, how do you know Kenny Pickett can? It's his first year in the NFL. Why don't I got to give him a, a damn chance? I, Tua's had three, four seasons, and he's proven with, nothing. Two, whatever it is. A whole organization oh that was around him that go. didn't believe in him. No, Brian Flores on. wanted Deshaun Watson the moment this he could jump ridiculous. at him. He started Ryan Fitzpatrick through six weeks before Tua. So if ridiculous. you tell me that organization had complete faith in Tua, he would have started the whole season, every season since he's been in the base NFL. Doesn't have doesn't have confidence in Tua. I don't know what, what fan base, what other, what, the Miami what Dolphins big ass Miami Dolphins have, fan base they do you do know not. that does not have faith in Tua? Every single majority Miami Dolphins fan has faith in Tua. No, the they same don't. way. No, the Bills don't. have faith in Josh Allen. He's proven the it same way. No, no, no. Y'all have no, no, no. faith. He y'all have faith in Ben Roethlisberger. He did it for eighteen years. Three years. What are you talking he was about? shit water. He's done it for three years. Your guy hasn't done it for one. He's only had twenty-one starts oh in his whole God. career. He's only had 21 starts in his whole career counting today. Moving on. What's the, what's the next topic? You. All right, would you rather? I mean, ridiculous. All right, um, would you rather Gabe Davis edition? First one. Hold on, stop, stop, stop. I'm, what? Stop. All right, everybody. Our would you rather topic today is Gabe Davis. Gabriel Davis is wide receiver two right now in the Buffalo Bills organization. Longman, how fucking Isaiah McKenzie played today? I debate if he's number two. No, Gabe Davis was hurt all week. Don't stop talking. <laughs> That's okay. Um, never mind. Longman, who we got? We got up on the block. Uh, would you rather Gabe Davis or DJ Moore? First one. DJ Moore, just because he's like he's a more solidified number two than Gabe Davis is for the Bills, in I'm my going, opinion. I'm going DJ. Man, I'm not. I need, I need. I'll pick Gabe Davis. Okay. I just, I like. Are we basing it off of the receiver or the receiver and the quarterback who's throwing to the receiver? I mean, because I, I guess just based off of like the receiver <laughs> itself. Well. Because if you got Baker, May- if you're choosing Baker Mayfield throwing to DJ Moore over Josh Allen throwing to Gabe Davis, I'm picking no, Gabe it's, Davis. No, it's 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 more of the receiver. Like who who would you much rather have as a receiver? And then not I, so much of the 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 quarterback throwing. Like it, I also with like that Gabe logic, Davis. With that logic, I like DJ Moore with Sam Darnold over Gabe Davis with Josh Allen. That's year. enough from you. That mm, I like Gabe Davis's performance, especially whenever he performed in the playoffs. Although it didn't end up in a win, four touchdowns in the playoff games against the Kansas City Chiefs and none of okay. golf all over. For sure. Um, next one is Gabe Davis or Michael Pittman. Pittman. Uh, yeah. Michael Pittman. Pittman. He's he's evolving as more of a wide receiver one than T. Y. Hilton. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, would you rather Gabe Davis or Marquise Brown? I'm gonna go Gabe Davis on that one. Gabe too. I'll go Gabe. Davis. I like Hollywood Brown, but I'm gonna go Gabe. He's mm. not even. Yeah, I I like Marquise Brown when he was on the Ravens, but like now is once D Hop comes back, is what position are you even going to be in? How many targets are you going to get? Mm-hmm. He's going to be a very very poor choice for a wide receiver too. Um, next one is: Would you rather Gabe Davis or T Higgins? T Higgins. Mm-hmm. T Higgins. Um, Gabriel Davis or Amara St. Brown. St. Brown. Gabe Davis. St. Brown has a lot of potential mm-hmm. talent. Oh, I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. I wanted him in plenty of my fantasy drafts, but 
I wanted Gabe more than I wanted Amon. So I'm going to take Gabe. I like that. Um, next one is, would you rather Gabe Davis or Jerry Judy? Judy. Mm-hmm. Jerry Judy. Judy. Judy's just faster. Yeah, I'll go Judy. I feel like we'll, we'll probably all agree on this one, but Gabe Davis or Darnell Mooney? Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. I could say Gabe Davis, but I like Mooney's play. Oh, I, I do. I like him too. Darnell yeah. Mooney, I could tell you exactly what's going to happen. He's going to be another Allen Robinson. He's going to ball out. He's going to get his money and then shit out. Mm, yeah. I That's agree with usually that. how it goes in Chicago. I can agree with that. Um, would you rather Gabe Davis or Devontae Smith? I'll go Devontae. I'll go, I'll go Devontae just because I think he's moved down to wide receiver too because I mm-hmm. think A.J. Brown's number one now. I agree with that. I'm going to go with the same argument I had for Marquise Brown. I liked him when he was the one, but now that he's moved down to two, he's not that that two guy. He wants to be the one. He needs to be the one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Gabe because Gabe knows he needs to be the two. Two, Stephon Diggs is one. Respect. Um, next one is Gabe Davis or Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams. Yeah. And then the last one who was pretty much a no-show in his first game that he played – Gabe Davis or Allen Robinson? Gabe. I'll go. I don't even think Allen Robinson's Davis. number two on the Rams. Me neither. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Allen who Robinson I think Higby would probably be number two. Has Allen Robinson caught a pass this season yet? That's a good question. I think he caught two last week, and that's it. It was he like has two to have called one at this point. 20 something yards, I think. Yeah. He has to have called one at this point. I mean, at least I think. I'll go so. with Gabe Davis. I would hope so. I'll go with Gabe Davis. Um, yeah, I'll go Gabe Davis. Cause, I mean, the thing, Allen Robinson. Yeah, obviously it's Cooper Cup. The second, I feel like the second receiver is Tyler Higby. Kind of like what Dave you know? said, by the way. With, what with uh, Bears receivers? Got paid, got out. Mm-hmm. It's not he even. It's out, not yeah. even just the receivers. It's like, like look at Eddie Jackson. Got his money. He was shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So well, I mean, it's, too, it's just like the culture. I mean, there, even I even if you watch him week one against the Bills, he just looked like he wasn't interested in playing at all. You know, he looked like that guy that just got paid and just looking for a paycheck. The Rams you know? didn't look like they wanted to play that week. No, no. But yeah, that's that's what you rather Gabe Davis edition. Rams Rams showed up that day, just unenthusiastic to play football, and the <laughs> Bills had nothing but red yeah. in their eyes. But rather scary tension in the room for that. Would you rather? But we move on to who our biggest. That was pretty quick though. That was probably well, yeah, the fastest we did. Yeah, it's because of the tension in this room because you cut a diamond talking about. I mean, I was just. It needs to be a little. A little breathing. We need like a five minute intermission right now. No, we don't. <laughs> Keep going. I, I know you, we're not gonna stop. So I wasn't. I was gonna allow one. Anyway, um, we move on to this topic, which is biggest surprise and biggest disappointment in the NFL following week two. Dave. Okay, I'm gonna start with the biggest disappointment. Mm-hmm. So, I believe the team who disappointed me the most was the Cleveland Browns in week two. Because now we know they've bounced back against a horrendous Pittsburgh Steelers, but that Jets game was inexcusable. Before week two, we had 331 straight games where a team has led at 13-0 to zero and closed it out. And the Browns found a new way to fuck it up, of course. As, uh, they, as they do. <laughs> the biggest issue for the Browns game, in my opinion, was clock mismanagement. You know, not kneeling or... Not knowing when to get out of bounds costed them the game against a bad Jets team who doesn't even have their starting quarterback. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco led them to a comeback against the Browns. Um, 
that's that's really it for the biggest disappointment. I'd have to say like runner up honorable mention would be the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, we we all had reasonably high expectations. You know, get, getting Devontae Adams in the off season, uh, giving Hunter Renfro his money, Derek Carr being you know Derek Carr not great but good enough in my opinion. You know, a Pro Bowl quarterback going into fuck however long he's been at in the uh, Raiders organization, but. We really thought that Fresno State connection was going to make more of an impact, I guess you would say. We should have known better. Yeah. Okay. Should have known better. The first week, Devontae Adams was there and got a DUI. Mountain West Conference. Yeah. Faith. Uh, Shame on us. My Now for my biggest surprise was I actually predicted my Miami Dolphins at the beginning of the season to lose to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. The way Lamar Jackson has dominated us in the past, especially last year. Yeah. That man's in the bathroom with the lights off. He's he really going to <laughs> shit right now. Especially last year, you know, Lamar Jackson torching us for five touchdowns and, you know, that that press conference that was that was so heartbreaking as Dolphins fans, you know, not bad for a running back. He just irked my fucking nerves. But like I said, they were the biggest surprise being down twenty one points going into the fourth. Comes with four straight scoring drives. Last time four plus touchdowns were scored in the fourth quarter was in two thousand and seven. For any team in the NFL. Um I'm a, I'm gonna go through the scoring drives real fast. So Wait, run, that, run that last time back. Last time four plus touchdowns were scored in the fourth quarter was in two thousand seven. Okay. Yeah, Passing touchdowns, of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, third and thirteen hits consecutive the top right, right where only he can catch the ball. Elite accuracy. Um, Tyree Kill and Waddle go for over 150 yards each, and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Two or through for 469 yards and six touchdowns. Two it's interceptions. One not being his fault on a tip pass. Um, with a 72 percent completion percentage and 124.1 passer rating. It's amazing. Um, yeah, when you're down 30. Now, 13, the yeah. defense did adjust with a slow start at the beginning. Um, they slowed Lamar down ultimately throughout the uh, the second half. Now, I know it's only week two, but Tua is, well, was before today, was first in passing with 739 yards, fourth fourth in yards per attempt, 8.9, uh, seven passing touchdowns, which was tied for first. Um Far, and then also being two of them passes coming from beyond 50-plus yards. Uh, one of them that he threw to Tyreek Hill, you could say it was underthrown or anything, but I believe it was in the perfect place to where it couldn't be picked off. What? Oh my God. So, okay. e- once again, elite ball placement from the most accurate no, quarterback in the okay. NFL. Um, the but narrative that the Ravens have a horrible defense is just baffling. Uh, to be considering that they have added one, Marcus Williams in the offseason. One good cornerback. Uh, draft Kyle safety, Hamilton yep. and still have, you know, all them players. But Patrick Queen, I do have to say one thing about the, the Ravens defense. Patrick Queen had a brief injury but entered back into the game. Now, I have a question. Who are we comparing these Ravens defense to? Because <coughs> I know we're not comparing it to the Ray right. Lewis I defense and the no. Henry defense. God, I hope not. No. Cause That's this, more of him question. Cause not if, the if, drive-by shooting defense. If this defense is being compared to the Ed Reed defense or the Ray Lewis defense or the Terrell Suggs defense, and this defense is an absolute embarrassment I mean, to that team. I think they're below average bad but not horrible. No. If but you're comparing them to that defense, this this defense is atrocious. No, I'm not comparing them to any defense. I'm just saying in general. 
I believe they're below average, bad, not horrible. But regardless, a man who apparently can't throw the ball threw for 470 yards and six touchdowns and led a 21-point comeback win in the fourth quarter. And if you if you can sit here and say if you can sit here and say that the if you can sit here and it's my turn by the way if you can sit here and say that the Miami Dolphins did not surprise everybody in the NFL last week, they then did. you're just lying to yourself. They really didn't. So you expected them to have a 21-point comeback lead in the fourth quarter. I wasn't even watching the game. Exactly. You can't say that you expected that I from wasn't. any team. You can't – from yeah. any team on it, in the NFL, you can't expect them to go 21 points it didn't show me down about in the fourth quarter. It didn't show but me still, about it, okay. But still, mm-hmm. you can't expect any team to go into the fourth quarter 21 mm-hmm. points down and come back. Mm-hmm. You, you're just ball face lying to me right now yeah. if you say that. No, I, I didn't. So, I therefore – I can't expect – Under throwing half his receivers. The, uh, but, therefore, yeah. it's I in could. the win column. They were the biggest surprise mm-hmm. to me. I couldn't I, I actually stopped watching the game in the second quarter because I was disappointed in the play. And how we were losing 28-7 to is when I stopped. And I started watching again like halfway through the third quarter when I realized they were making an effort to come back. So regardless of what you think. That's crazy. Regardless of what you think about the Miami Dolphins, what you think about the Baltimore Ravens, nobody expected, nobody expected mm-hmm. them to come back 21 points down against a team who has a history of beating the dog shit out of us and win the game, much less – Whatever you say, under, through, whatever. On sheet, it's a completion. 469 yards and six touchdowns. On sheet, it's a completion. On sheet, yep. It's a completion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't expect the Raiders to lose the same way they lost last week with two fumbles by Hunter Renfro. Right, Hunter Renfro, yeah. So, unexpected wins can happen. I agree. But the, the Raiders weren't down 21 points going into the fourth quarter. I mean, they were the Cardinals were down pretty big against the Raiders, and they won it in overtime. In overtime, yeah, not the end of regulation. You're right. My bad. Gotcha. Well, that's my disappointments and surprises. Longman, or do you want to break? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, the biggest surprise I have is the New York Giants, two and zero for the first time since 2016. I wouldn't even consider them. They stumbled in those two wins. Sure. Um, but no, oh, like Dave says, two and zero. So it's a win in the win column, huh? Yeah. It sure is. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, two and zero, first time since 2016. Brian Dable's first season as the um, the Giants head coach for a team that's been irrelevant and bad for God knows how long. Um, Daniel Jones is your starting quarterback, so I don't know how much traction and how much faith that you have in him going forward. But you know, you have Saquon Barkley, you have Sterling Shepard. And you still have a, a, a above average defense, I would say. Um, now they didn't look too impressive against Carolina, not even against Tennessee. But the fact that they're even two and zero is absolutely surprise. Yeah, is absolutely mind boggling to me. So definitely have to say that Brian Dable and the New York Giants being two and zero is an absolute surprise. And then my biggest disappointment has to be the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. What the hell happened to the Colts? I know they won today against the Chiefs, but they tied the Texans and they lost to the Jaguars. Since Andrew Luck is retired. You've gone through five to six different quarterbacks. Just to name a few. Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. I I think most of us said earlier on, uh, on a different podcast is that Frank Reich is on the hot seat. He was still on the table. He demanded and he wanted Carson Wentz as a starting quarterback. They go nine and eight and they almost make the playoffs, but they lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. In Duval. Yeah. 
Um, so they traded Carson Wentz. They got an upgrade in Matt Ryan, I, I believe. Um, and a, a lot of us would say that Matt Ryan playing with the Atlanta Falcons, you know, it wasn't ideally for him and hasn't been the same since the 20-3 loss um, and, 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 you know, come back from the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But a top-rated defense led by um, Leonard. I can't remember his first name. but um, Darius? Yeah, something like that. And then a top offensive line and well-rounded offensive weapons groups. You know, you would think that this would be a team that could be competitive, but to lose, to tie a Texans team with the first time, hit, well, not first time, but, you know, a rookie head coach, you know, with a team that is not built to win right now. And then a Jacksonville Jaguars team with Trevor Lawrence coming off in, into the second season and really an unknown what they're going to be. That That's embarrassing. It really is. Um, especially with someone in Matt Ryan as your, as your quarterback. Um, and I, I think that you're not going to be competitive in the AFC if you can't beat those two teams. I agree. Now, we move to my biggest surprises. So I'm surprised about how how good the Eagles look. How, like, dominant the Eagles are looking. I expected them to be good. I expected them to be contenders. They're looking like it right now. I know we made a very lopsided bet with Corey, but... We're starting to regret it every day, basically. Yeah. Or at least I am. Don't know about y'all. Um, another surprise is whenever you give the Lions hope, gotta love it. When the Lions got hope, they shit the bed. They don't perform on defense. Jared Goff, when you give him hope, he'll try to win or try to lose. Just depends on the day. But biggest surprise is they're at least looking competitive. So that's all you can ask for from a team is to look competitive. And as long as they got hope on their side and maybe get a defensive player besides Hutchinson, they might actually have a chance. Probably not. But ACDC, right? Actually, I've been calling them ACDC. It's actually MCDC, Motor City Dan Campbell, which makes a lot more sense than ACDC. Motor motorboat titties. No, 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 nope, nope. My biggest disappointments are the Denver Broncos. What what y'all doing? How you don't know how time works? You don't know how to count? <laughs> Come on. You got Chef Russ cooking up ramen noodles on a minute on that minute noodle. Like how how you gonna fuck up with Russell uh Russell Wilson? I almost said Westbrook. Silly mm. me. Same thing. Basically. Basically. But like how 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 do you have how do you reload your wide receivers? You got Jerry Judy, you got Cord Cordon Sutton, you get an a Super Bowl quarterback in Russell Wilson, and you can't manage time. You can't manage time. As a uh, Alright. The reason why I'm so disappointed in that is that we play Madden and we know how to manage the clock better than some of these <laughs> coaches. I I swear if you put you put a headset on e- any of us, we go time manage better than him. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy come to think that we just play Madden. We have no coaching NFL experience. Mm-hmm. And another disappointing is not so much of a team, but it kind of is the team, which is Derrick Henry's performance so far this season. It is not King Henry. This is a fraud. This is the King Charles of King King Henry. Mm. This is a fraud and handed a title that he doesn't deserve. But, I mean, and the Tennessee Titans just don't look good. 
Not with Ryan Tannehill. They need they need a one receiver, and Robert Woods is not a one receiver. No, not even a, not even close. Burks is Burks isn't good. Burks is getting better. Burks is getting better. But I wouldn't. I mean, to put all your chips in on a rookie wide receiver is not what you want to see, and it is not. It doesn't look like it's, they're going to end up in the one seed in the AFC this season, mm-hmm. which is quite disappointing. From where you that fall from grace is going to be quite disappointing. But we move on to we're going to do. I think we should do this one kind of quick. But the Chargers Chiefs game, which I got to say about it. Um, I mean, nothing really out there, but, uh, you know, the game kind of started off pretty slow. Chargers only leading 10-7 to at halftime. You know, I expected more of the 35-40 point game between Herbert and Mahomes, but um, it was a phenomenal game plan from both defensive coordinators, um, you know, and, and being able to see who would adjust more, you know, especially at halftime. There wasn't really anything, you know, from the game that we really didn't already know. You know, Mahomes is a really good quarterback. Kelsey is probably the best tight end, tight end in the league. Uh, Mike Mike Williams is still an underrated wide receiver in in the game today. Mm-hmm. I think the question really now revolves around Herbert and his health going forward. The Chargers are not going to be competitive. The Chargers are not going to win AFC West. The Chargers are not going to make the playoffs if Herbert is not fully healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that long term, if he's not healthy, then I think the Chargers should be looking towards the draft. I really do. Um, you know, obviously, if it continues to linger, the the Chargers are in really deep trouble. Um, but it also just shows that the Chiefs are still one of the best teams and um, one of the top two teams to beat in the AFC, winning 27-24. I have a couple notes I want to riddle off about this game. Is One, the Chiefs don't have a running game. Clyde Edwards is not doing much right now for their running game. He He's br- acting more of like a pass catcher, mm-hmm. like another wide receiver out the backfield. But Which, I mean, if you have the right game plan, sure, that could work. But right now, it is not working out the way they really yeah. want it to in the run game. Now, he did have a break-off run in that game, but it was more of, like, just wasting time at that point, you mm-hmm. know, and then Chargers busting defensive strategy and defensive game plan at that point. So, you know, it really didn't show you that much about him. And another thing I have is you got to protect Justin. Sure. You got to protect Justin. He is a cornerstone of your offense. If you don't protect him, he's just going to be another Andrew Luck. One can say the same thing about the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then going to traveling real quick to the past with them losing Tyreek. It wasn't Tyreek. It's Travis Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. As long as they have Ty- Travis Kelsey. They're going to be fine. Tyreek created the double teams that allow Travis to have single coverage, oh, whether it's on linebackers or whether it's on safeties, whatever it is. That's where he made his Travis his is money. on pace to being a Hall of Fame tight end. Yeah. If he isn't already. But he's still doing it even without Tyreek, which is absolutely insane to me. Well, that shows you that it wasn't Tyreek. Yeah. It was Travis. Yeah. The yeah. whole time it's been Travis. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you could see it, but now you've just eliminated the bullshit – 50-50 throws that you have downfield that maybe Tyreek will be there, maybe he won't be. And mm-hmm. now you have Patrick Mahomes after they had to lock in and be like, okay, where am I going to throw this ball? There's no right. there's no throw it deep and someone's going to be over there. Mm-hmm. Now I have to actually, you know, not bullshit around. Got to be a quarterback. Dave, any thoughts about that game? Um, This game is always a joy to watch, in my opinion. You know, considering the electricity that these two teams bring, um, especially the two quarterbacks, 
I have a couple things to say about this game. Uh, Mike Williams is emerging as wide receiver one for the Chargers, and I know that Keenan Allen is not on the field, but it that connection you can't ignore. Mike Williams has been performing like he is heading to a Pro Bowl, in my opinion, especially through these first three weeks. Um, it's sad to see Herbert go down. Uh, he got injured. He We know he played today, but he obviously played through some pain, not Who? playing Justin Herbert. Oh, he, not playing like Justin Herbert as they're currently losing 38-10 to 10 to the Jaguars in the fourth quarter. Um, so, yeah, he went down with three rib cartilage fractures. Ironically, the same injury that Tyrod Taylor suffered over there. And ironically, he got the the pain-relieving injection, the same one that Tyrod Taylor got, and he got it by the same doctor <laughs> in Los Angeles. So that's kind of scary. But Khalil Mack and Bosa duo, that's a serious problem. Um, the Chiefs were being the Chiefs, lots of ball spreading. Miko Hardman is emerging in his rightful role as Mahomes' number one wide receiver, even though Travis Kelsey is still being the number one pass catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number one target, obviously. I've had some concerns about the Chiefs' defense up until the 95-yard pick six at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, beautiful touchdown pass and then a fumbled. That's the most I have to say about that game. So, I also don't like – I know this is a money-hungry money league, but to put it on Amazon Prime, put Thursday night that games That is like, the stupidest shit I have ever – ever heard of not being able to get any game unless you got any thursday night game unless you got amazon prime that is the stupidest money racket ever i can't even get them illegally on the internet unless i have amazon prime that is the dumbest shit ever (laughs) but yeah i mean you have to have either amazon video on your cable box or you have to have amazon prime to watch it and that's I hate when leagues are money hungry like that. The MLB is the same way where they make you have to pay for five different subscriptions to watch your favorite team to play. It's just ridiculous. I just I wish you could just watch watch sports and not have to just keep getting 30 second delayed updates and then you know try to stream it and then maybe if you're definitely not doing this at all watching it illegally definitely not watching it <laughs> illegally we do not promote watching it illegally i do it's so much cheaper i'm gonna, I'm gonna cut that out but i just don't like it when the leagues are money hungry like that and that's what the nfl is basically i mean especially with games across borders and everything they're just trying to get more money but that's that's just sports leagues mm-hmm. in general yep but our last topic before our final takes. Are the Cowboys done for this season? Yeah. They just, yeah. Are they just, done for the season? They were done before the season. The fuck are you talking about? I'll say that. I'll say it was it was over before the season even started, but the season is over. Only a few games at this of the season. And what can go wrong will go wrong. Facts. For those Dallas Cowboys. Um the only part I like about the Dallas Cowboys is I like suspense. You know, normally normally around Thanksgiving, Christmas, that's whenever they they fall off, but one game into the year. I mean, you know, it's that's the only bad part about it. You know, there is there is no uncertainty about it. There is no, you know, build up, but you know, it's funny just to watch them fall already in the first game of the season, you know. Even before Dak Prescott got hurt, he looked com- he looked awful. 
He really did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, now your quarterback's, you know, down. Your number one doesn't look like a number one in CeeDee Lamb. Um, a running back who has had slippage in the last two years. Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson are both gone now. The only bright spot about the Cowboys is Michael Parsons, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that he has the potential to be the next great pass rusher, the next hope, you know, maybe the next Lawrence Taylor of the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think he has that much potential and that much upside. But – not to add fuel to the fire, but can we just all agree that Cooper Rush looks – he looked pretty poised. He looked pretty poised. Big you know time I mean? rush, Big baby. Big time rush. Cooper. Co- Cooper. He looked so calm, cool, and collective in the pocket. Dak Prescott. I would first, be worried. I yeah, would be worried. He got paid a lot of money to be the leader of that, that, that franchise and that team. Cooper Rush could damn well lead you. A lot farther than Dak Prescott could have. Cooper Rush has nothing to lose and everything to gain, mm-hmm. and that's what Dak Prescott should be. It's like one of those skits that um, uh, I'm sure y'all seen when he's like, "That's a good pass, that's a good pass," and he's like, "Yeah, that's a great pass." He's the next quarterback. He's like, "Yeah, that's a good good pass for a backup." You know, for, that's for, yeah, for yeah, a backup. For a backup yeah. yeah, so that, that's that's kind of how Dak's feeling right now. But or, or just Cooper Rush being handed like a game foot a game winning football, right? And then Dak Prescott's just sweating bullets. Well, the thing, too, is, is like Cooper Rush looked like he went through all of his reads. It looks like Dak Prescott's looking for one receiver, and that's CeeDee Lamb, and he's trying to force him the ball. Cooper Rush took what the, the defense gave him, and he made plays whenever he needed to make them. Um, he allowed his, his offensive weapons to get open, where I feel like Dak Prescott you know, doesn't give them enough time to. And I think that's – now, it was against uh, Cincinnati Bengals, but again, Cincinnati Bengals – AFC Championship, um, you know, champions and things like that. Super Bowl runner-up. Super Bowl runner-up. They are, they are a good team. As long as they got for, Eli Apple in the backfield. Yeah, and for Cooper Rush to step in. Now I know he he won one game last year against uh, Minnesota, but for him to step in and to essentially pick up where the Cowboys haven't really succeeded this year, it's it's scary for Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott needs to obviously be healthy, and I wish him well. But he has to step it up. He has to. You're getting paid a lot of money as the star quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. How about you start acting like it? Right. But any Cowboys fans listening to to this episode right now? Are y'all still them boys? (laughs) I think we we might have lost Cowboy fans a while. If if y'all still listening. But, yeah, I don't think they them boys. Especially, I don't even think they're the best in their division, given the Eagles take. No, let alone NFC. NFC least. Yup. And then you got oh, Jerry Jones. What are you doing? What are you doing? Man, no, no. Overpay for players. Overpay for players. Playing the wrong players. Mm-hmm. I honestly think totally Pollard's their number one running back. And they keep thinking Zeke is it. And then I got Jacob telling me that Zeke is it. And I'm just telling well, The thing, no. too, is it's like they, Jerry Jones says that he wants to win right now. What has he done in the offseason that's made you that's convinced you otherwise? Well, on one part, he has lost his number one receiver for mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also given up the line. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely going to help. And then uh, what else? What else has he done? I mean, besides promoting CeeDee Lamb to one, paying for his uh, – which one did he pay for? What Gallup? Yeah, Gallup. Pay for Gallup? Yeah, okay. five years, $75 million, I think. Extremely overpaid Gallup. Mm-hmm. Um, lose your one, lose your best lineman – well, they don't, they don't really have a number two either. 
or number three. I mean, technically, Titan's really not that. I mean, he, he's okay, but he's not the he's not the best. Technically, Gallup's supposed to be your two. Oh, or at the right. time, it was Amari one, CD two. Well, I haven't seen nothing. I mean, you haven't seen nothing, but that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. If you look on the game, you look on a chart. That's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they perform like that, obviously not. But until something changes, something it probably changes won't, but, mm-hmm. in the top of the top of the food chain in that organization. Jerry all, go. I I I'll say it. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. Yeah. Jerry's world needs to be someone else's world. Because mm-hmm. Jerry's done. He's done. He you don't, don't have it like he used to. No, it's gonna be Jerry Junior world. That's what's gonna be mm-hmm. soon. He ain't letting that franchise go. Gonna run it into the ground. Yep, until the wheels fall off. But now we move on to our final takes. Dave, lead us off a final take. So for my final take, <clears throat> do I do I even want to listen? The the winter is rolling around. As they said in Game of Thrones, winter is coming. I never watched it. Uh, me either. I just heard it on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I wasn't neither. Did I. You just looked up quotes on the internet. <laughs> no, I just hear that shit all the time when oh. all the white girls go crazy. Oh my god, new season of Game of Thrones. Mm. Whatever, bro. Just <laughs> man up and watch Lord of the Rings. But what? anyway, what? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go anyway, for it. winter is coming. It's gonna be getting cool outside. Mm-hmm. You would hope in Louisiana. I hope. It's supposed to be cool for next fall week. time. Soon to be sweater weather. I just want to get it off my chest. That pumpkin spice is not a fucking taste. <laughs> it is a candle. It is a scent. So all this bullshit ass Starbucks pumpkin spice coffees and all this type of shit, it is not a taste. It belongs as a scent. Damn. If you light it, it, if you light a candle and you smell pumpkin spice, it's supposed to smell like an antique shop. You're not supposed to be biting into a fucking pumpkin. That's all I have to say about my final drink, take. Drink your coffee black like everybody else does. Yeah. With a little what? bit of a little bit of sugar. Yeah, a little bit straight of Brazilian bowl black cream coffee. You'll be up for three days straight. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need. I don't need this mixing Christ, stuff. Monsters drinking black coffee. Dude, I do that. Uh, the, I've been doing that for. I like to a do that. Sit on my porch like an old man. I watch traffic. Dude, I, I'm, <laughs> dude I, I'll wake up and if I if I if I give me a cup of coffee, straight black, no sugar, nothing in it. Y'all yeah. So moral of the story: pumpkin spice is fucking nasty. If you drink that, you're un-American. <laughs> okay, well. Just deemed un-American. Yeah. That's funny. Longman. So, we haven't really talked about baseball that much for the last few episodes, and this one included, but I definitely want to give congratulations to Albert Pujols on reaching the absolute insane milestone of hitting his 700th career home run. AP. And I don't know if any of y'all saw it, but the one that, the guy that caught it, he was offered, I guess, by like, like the team, by the St. Louis Cardinals, whatever it is, so that he can get the ball back to give it to Albert. He's keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. I mean, Sell it on eBay like five years later I'm for more you, than he wants. They said like Mark McGuire's one of his prestigious home runs that the guy that or the girl that Carter wanted to meet him and, and give it to him. He said no, and she sold it or he or she sold it for like millions of dollars. Um, but to kind of break down his his record of home runs, he had 466 home runs with the St. Louis Cardinals, 222 home runs with the Los Angeles Angels, and then 12 home runs with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Shout out. Um, he has 12 walk-off home poo, runs, baby. 262 go-ahead home runs, 500 home runs against right-handed pitchers, and 200 home runs against left-handed pitchers. And then around it all off, he has 369 home runs on the road and 331 home runs at home. He don't want to see me. <laughs> you throw that deaf pitch? I'm saying. Throw that black burrito on the mound. But no, we, we, we grew up 
watching Albert and to see him reach. I mean, I think it was during like the beginning of the season. I told you, I was like, I need him to get to 700 home runs. I need it. Mm-hmm. And he, right. he did so. He hit two, two home runs in the same game. It's absolutely phenomenal. Still got it. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to the guy that called in in April, said, yes, he's going to hit 700. Sorry, Cardinals fans. I won't be at home. It's going to be L.A. It's going to be a Friday night. It's going to be off Clayton Kershaw. No way. I swear. I saw it. It happened April, like, 19th. Oh, wow. He called that. I was like, okay, that's crazy. A little creepy, but okay. That's a little Simpsons action right there, a little mm-hmm. time travel. But all right, I'm down with it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep my, my final take nice, short, and sweet. To any teachers that give tests on Mondays, I really hate y'all. You got a test tomorrow? No, I don't. Oh. But I had one a couple weeks ago or like a week ago. the worst. But, like, y'all suck, especially at the beginning of football season. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all know what's going on. I had a professor that said that he would never give us tests on Mondays no matter what. Like, I don't, like Tuesday? Tuesday, I'm fine. I'm fine with a Tuesday test. Yeah. Monday test? I'm coming off the weekend high. Hey, yeah. I'm going to sit right in your classroom and... I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to recover and everything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Still trying to cover from, from college football and uh, NFL football. Come on now. But, yeah. You can't you can't get me on these Monday tests now. I'm saying, brother, because you know you know damn well I ain't studying for it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm gonna study for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like, not as hard as I would for like a weekday test, like absolutely. a further in the week down, like a Thursday or Friday test. I kind of like Friday tests. Gives me gives me a whole 50 minute period to do what I gotta do, mm-hmm. and I'm gone, and then I get to enjoy the weekend. But no, let's by. Do- by the way, Corey, if you're listening, Adam decides to do his homework tonight and not come to Sunday Funday. Yes, Corey, I decided to do my work and finish school so I don't have to keep going to school so I don't have to go to Sunday Funday. Correct. That is right, Corey. I'm sorry <laughs> if that offends you. but Disappointing. All right, Dave, wrap us up. All right. We want to thank you all for tuning in to the Second Take podcast here on episode 14. I believe we had a great podcast, some heated moments. I'm fucking sweating right now. But at the end of the day, we always enjoy it. And we always want y'all to tune in on updates through our Instagram at second.takeofficial. Anybody interested in coming on as a special guest, just hit the DM on the Instagram account and we will for sure make a list. We have merchandise coming out too, multiple colored shirts. Um... Um, there's going to be a poll made on the Instagram for sizes, uh, pricing. We'll get to that later. Uh, but nevertheless, thank you for joining in and we, we should have a bonus content coming soon. Uh, we recently got the whole set of the hot ones, hot sauces, and we're going to have some reactions we might post, but just stay tuned.